And welcome everybody to the Movie Stuff Podcast. It's been forever since we've been together. Oh my God, it's been forever. It's been, what was this? It's July or June? I don't know. Uh, So just a heads up or just uh, just to catch up everybody. Thank you for listening to us. And it's been a while. Uh, I was actually moving to California um, in July and August. And I've been trying to get settled in. So now we can finally talk. And so, yeah, I am now living in Anaheim, California. I, and at the same time, I was... I got a job promotion and so my my life schedule got really hectic really fast um as, as well as us having a kid and everything so it's like we never had time to actually get together and do a show we would text each other all the time about new movies and new <laughs> movie information coming out like and but we never actually had a good time to get together there's a two hour difference between us so yes you know when you're when you're waking up i'm going into work some days and when i'm coming home ready to do stuff you're still at work i'm still at work yeah <laughs> which is it's so bizarre like when i get off at midnight i'm like about to text you then i'm like it's two i can't text. <laughs> he's, not, <laughs> he's not gonna answer and if you do answer i would just be like go back to sleep but um but yeah so here we are again after all this time and we have a lot to catch up on um oh my God, so, so but, many so I'm currently on a, a James Bond kick right now because the new movie's coming out. I haven't seen it. Have you seen the new James Bond yet? I have not. And that's going to be, you know, it's crazy. Like I, I didn't go to the movies to watch Shang-Chi or to watch Venom. Like I'm waiting for the new, I, I'm going to go watch the new James Bond. Um, I'm, I'm planning on watching the last duel by Ridley Scott. That's this um, Friday. Yeah, that's this. That's, right. that's this Friday. I'm, I'm probably not going to go opening day, but I'm definitely going to go watch that movie. Um, but no, I have not seen the James, the new James Bond movie. I've heard amazing things about it. I've also been talking to a lot of people at work who they're into movies, maybe not as cinephiles like like us, but they're into mm-hmm. movies. And we we had some pretty good discussions about the new James Bond movie and the fact that Amazon bought the franchise from MGM, you know, what the future holds for that kind of a franchise. You know, are they going to turn it into a Jack Ryan series? Are they going to continue on with a James Bond movie now that Daniel Craig's reign is over as the current James Bond? I I think if if Amazon was smart, which sometimes they are, um, I know that new Cinderella was not was not the best. It was <laughs> absolutely horrid. I, I didn't even catch. That. And I'm not even I'm not even talking about the 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 casting choices or what they did and how progressive they were trying to make the film by making the fairy godmother a you know a, a gay black man, which I had no issues with, but just the way they made the movie the 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 way it it felt going through and like mm. the songs felt really forced and the acting was really forced um i i felt like they could have taken a lot more time to make that movie better it, it was um, almost like they were like look how progressive we're being but we're not gonna make it a good story it's like yeah, I'm, it's like, like you said i'm all for it but make it a good story don't make yeah, it you trash. you got like <laughs> and i don't know i don't think they got the i think they got a blessing from from Disney to make the movie, but I don't think they needed it. Cause I think the rights kind of opened think, up to everybody. Yeah. Everyone owned, I think anybody can do a Cinderella movie. If yeah. They want. Um, but, but, oh, but well, still but... like, like, I mean, call someone up and say, Hey man, you know, what do you think about this idea? Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let, let other people tell you if it's a bad idea. Cause I'm sure nobody <laughs> told anybody like, no, they did. Yeah. But, but I didn't even know they were making it. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh my God. 
but but having said that, I think Amazon would be smart to keep it um, to keep James Bond in theaters, do a James Bond movie every few years. And again, like I said, we don't know the new story. I know that the act one of the actresses in the new James Bond is is rumored to have her own spinoff, which hey, I'm all for. It's about time James Bond yeah. finally did a spinoff, if you may. Um, and I, I don't know if they're going to hire a new, they need to hire a new James Bond. And we were talking about it the other day, who would be the best choice. And um, we threw out some names. I know, um, what's his name? Um, oh my gosh, I blanked out. The Kingsman, but he's already doing the Kingsman. Um, the, the kid, oh, not yeah. the kid from the Kingsman. What um, is his name? I forgot his name. Spot. Hold on one second. But keep, 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 keep going. I'm going to keep, keep, keep vamping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep vamping. Uh, But uh, yeah, he played, of course, Elton John. He played um, Taron Egerton. Taron, yeah. Handsome, handsome guy. But I think he is already like the Kingsman. Yeah, but yeah. He's he's already stretched. He's working on a lot of projects. Um, And I don't think James Bond is something that he wants to be labeled as. He made a name for himself as the Kingsman, as Elton John. And, and, and before we go on, hold on. I'm still mad at the fact that nobody, like the Oscars, didn't give him any recognition for playing Elton John. But Dude. everybody went crazy over Rami Malik for playing uh, Freddie Mercury. And I had somebody even tell me, well, but that's because Rami Malik actually sang. And I was like, he did not sing. Did not sing whatsoever. whatsoever. Terrence Ayrton sang. sang. He sang all of those songs in. It was uh, like Joaquin in Phoenix and in, in, in Walk the Line. They sang, he sang all of those songs yeah and, it and was he great. had elton tell the story and we know what gets me about about uh the queen movie like but, i love the performances but it's not accurate to the actual story that not even played close. out with Freddie not like, even close not like, even I'm, close to the, the to, to, to the events that happened yeah i've uh, read some stuff and i was like man yeah that would have been if they would have done, I think Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to make that movie. Like he wanted to tell the story of Freddie Mercury. But what's ironic and crazy was the band members, the living band members had a say over it. And they were like, no, we don't want people to see him as he was. We want people to see him how they imagine him. And it was like, oh, my God. And that's why I that's why I prefer Elton John's movie over that one, because Elton like Elton embraced it like they they told the story in the movie about his affair with his manager and how much Mm -hmm. of an impact that had on his life and they asked him like you know how difficult was that to tell that story to to give up those private details about y'all's relationship and he's like you know and i'm i'm not gonna get his words exactly so don't Mm -hmm. put don't don't murder me on it but he was (laughs) like he's like that was a part of my life that was a part of my growth that's what i went through to become who i was and it had such a big impact of on my life um yeah i was embarrassed but i want he wanted to embrace it Mm -hmm. and that's and that's what and to me it made his movie more accurate and more you you connected to it more you know what i mean like yeah plus it's elton john like we all know that he was great like i don't know if he was the craziest you know of the of those artists back in the day but he was one of the just the the craziest you know celebrities back in the day but having said all that taron egerton i think would make a good 007 but i don't think i don't think he would do it i mean i could i could literally see him saying bond james bond and it would be awesome um, and then you threw out uh, John Boyega, which I was like, that'd be an awesome choice too. That would uh, be, but I haven't heard any projects that he's been working on. He's I mean, uh, he's doing he's doing a few things. He's he's actually I think uh, next year he has a few projects coming out. I know he had like two this year, but they were all 
direct to streaming, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. Um, uh, but I, I think his career is still it's 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 on the rise. Like he's I think he's going to be very busy. But then you point you brought somebody up, which I was like, that's the best choice. It, it's a uh, Henry Golding. He was yeah. in Crazy Rich Asians. He played in the new Snake Eyes, and then he was also in Last Christmas, the movie, and then he was also in The Gentleman. And I, I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. He's, you know, he's, yeah. In a perfect world, if we had a younger Idris Elba, that would be the perfect choice. Yes, but he's but already, he's already Henry too Henry Golding is, is honestly the perfect choice. And, you know, deep down, I think we talked about this in our text message. Like, we know they're going to do a 007 spinoff with the female actress that, actress that's, that's in this movie and that's fantastic it's about time but the the james bond uh cinematic universe has been criticized so much for not diversifying and not you know casting uh different uh people as james bond mm -hmm. and it's like we know that it's not gonna be a, a white male and that's and that's fine and henry golding is honestly probably the best choice a person of color British. He's handsome. He's action oriented. He can do all the stunts. Um, and honestly, I think I personally would like for them to keep it in the, in the cinemas, but I wouldn't mind, you know, a, a Jack Ryan esque mm. origin story coming out on, 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 on Amazon. Well, see, that's, that's where I'm different. I, I want to like the new, cause I think, you know, now we're going to talk about Daniel Craig. I think the Daniel Craig Bond was was really smart of them to do, where it was like it's a new age James Bond, but we're going to go back and tell the story of how he how he came to be James Bond. Um, going forward, I think they should just go. Okay, let's just stick to the movies. Let's just let's do let's just have James Bond and he's there. And I I don't know. That my opinion is I think they should just stick to the cinemas and just bring in a new James Bond and just pick up and just keep going. I mean, because James Bond's been going since what, 62, 60, it's been <laughs> early 60s. a long time. And you know what? St they are still saving queen and country. It's the same yeah. queen. <laughs> it's the same. It's it's the same, same storyline. It's like <laughs> queen and country, man. Queen all and these, country all day. <laughs> all these movies and Queen Elizabeth is still reigning. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, so I don't know if you remember, you, you probably do remember, um, back in 2000 was it four or five whenever they first announced uh daniel craig was going to be james bond mm -hmm. uh, do you remember the controversy the blonde bond like they they made a big deal about him being huge big deal that was ridiculous and because um, they well they, they said that he was they were typecasting the the role and it was mm -hmm. typecasted as a white blue white male i mean sean connery pierce brosnan Dan, daniel craig they all fit that typecast. That's mm -hmm. that. That's why. That's why when I text you, like I feel because of that typecast, like it's not going to be that kind of actor. So like Taron Egerton, as much of a great actor as he is, and how much of a good fit he would be for that role, he has no chance in getting it in today's age. Like it, it's no. going to be someone of color. It's going to be yeah. who's British, uh, someone who who can he can do the action stunts and just going through. Uh, the list of British actors that I know that are young enough to to pick up on a series like that and can handle the the action and by 
by no means am I an expert in all young male <laughs> British actors, but the ones that I know that are big name, Henry Golding just sticks out, man. Yeah. I, I remember hearing uh, somebody say Tom Holland, but I was like, but he's already Spider-Man. And I think, yeah, he, he's not going to pick up 007. And I think he just got um, the video game too. I know I, I'm blanking. I know it's a, it's a very, Oh yeah. Video game. Um, um, oh, what is it called? It's, oh, it's with God. Mark Wahlberg too. And it's, uh, Jesus Christ. What is the name of this? We're, we're, we're a little rusty, everybody. Yeah, man. But, we, but yeah. we haven't talked so long. I've been, I've been, oh but yeah, God. Tom Holland is, um, he's, of course, he's young and, and he's ideal because he could take over the part and then he can be 007 for, you know, what, like Un- Uncharted with Uncharted. Yes, gee, many crickets. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's already, that's his, he already has that franchise. Plus, he's also Spider Man. So I don't think Tom Holland would be the pick, best pick. But, so let me ask you this. Who was your favorite James Bond? Oh, and Sean, I, Sean Connery. Sean Connery was your favorite? Yeah. Hands Sean down. Sean Connery, hands <laughs> down. That's that's who was who I was introduced to as James Bond. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery being the great actor that he was kind of embodied it. Gotcha. Um, because I, I remember getting introduced to James Bond through the Sean Connery movies and then going in and reading the books and really thinking like, okay, he kind of embodies this character. And then you go into Pierce Brosnan, which was, he was good, but still a little cheesy, but wasn't Sean Connery. And then you get, and then I, I, I jumped over to Daniel Craig, who was a great James Bond, but it was just like, it was new age. He was, it was a very serious role for him. And to me, it felt like he didn't really embody the character that the books portrayed. Mm, I got you. Yeah, I um, I, I was kind of a, a late bloomer with the James Bond. So Pierce Brosnan was my first bond uh i saw golden eye which i was like oh this is awesome you know, yeah. i saw tomorrow never dies and then i then i didn't see any of the others after that until that was it and then when i heard daniel craig was playing him and i i knew daniel craig from road to perdition and um munich so mm-hmm. i was like this guy's got some great acting chops let's see how he does and i remember when i first saw casino royale i was kind of like yeah okay but then, like, I watched it again, and I was like, "Holy crap, this movie's amazing!" Like, cause yeah. I thought Casino Royale was really good. I love, dude, the the the, the storylines that they told, the the way they had the villains uh, were very developed. The cinematography was amazing. Uh, oh, Daniel yeah. Craig did it did a great job. But like I said, to me, like, it's all about embodying the character mm-hmm. that was portrayed, especially in the books. And I think Sean Connery did the best job for that. Um, but go, I, go on. Cause I, cause that, that's going to lead me into a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. I, I saw a few, <laughs> I saw a few Roger Moore, James Bond movies. I thought he was pretty good. I thought Roger Moore did, did a pretty good job. Uh, I never, I never saw Timothy Dalton and we just found out, I sent you the TikTok the other day, but there is footage of Sam Neill auditioning for James Bond. Yeah. I don't know how and I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that either. Um, I mean, nothing wrong. I mean, it was just no, Sam uh, Neill is amazing, but I, I but, just, I can't see him as James Bond. He, he, he's, he, he's embarrassed that he did that. He's like, I hope that footage never like, he's like, I don't want anybody to see that footage. But um, Sam Neill cracks me up because he's a, he's a guy who happens to be an actor. Like that's Sam Neill's life. And he'll always <laughs> joke around. Like, how'd you get this part? He goes, well, Harrison Ford said no. He was like, <laughs> if Harrison Ford say it. no, they were like, okay, call Sam Neill. <laughs> like he's the next. <laughs> but, um, that's how I think that's how he got Jurassic Park. But anyways, um, but yeah, so I, I think Roger Moore was pretty good. Sean Connery, of course, is the iconic 
Like that is who you picture as James Bond. But I think Pierce Brosnan had a really good run as as Bond. I, and, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, he hasn't been Bond that long. And I was like, man, it's been over 10 years. It's been like 15 years he's been doing these these movies. And it just didn't seem like that long. But yeah, it was. Well, it took forever to release them. And I, and I think it's mainly because, you know, with the James Bond books, you can only go so far mm-hmm. to making the movies and you can't breathe bring back the original villains because then you're just telling the same story. And so I like the fact that the writers for, for Daniel Craig's James Bond were making, we're not making up stories, but they're writing a whole new storyline for him mm-hmm. and making his own character, which is great. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm, I'm a fan of the books, man. I love, I love the books. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes <laughs> sense though. So yeah, I'm going to go catch this movie really soon. I'm watching Spectre right now. Um, and I, I, I guess I just like them, and I like that sky. Yeah. I, sky I like them was... too. They're 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 entertaining. They're fun. They're fast paced. Uh, the 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 acting, cinematography, everything's on point with these movies. They're they're yeah, great so, movies. Yeah, we'll see. And then they have a uh, this new director. He's not a new director, but he did, of course, True Detective. Um, Fukinagua, I think that's what his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever see the first season of True Detective? I absolutely loved the first season yeah, of True Detective. That Lee was godlike. Yeah, that, that was, was Matthew I, McConaughey. That was something that we never seen before. Yeah, like I, that I was, was ridiculous. I, I remember watching that first episode of just being like, just like I was like, I can't do anything for. for but so yeah, he wrote and directed those those episodes, and then he also did a show on netflix called maniac which a lot went under the radar not a lot of people watched it It had jonah hill and uh, emma stone and it was a science fiction psychological thriller and i thought it was awesome and so just watching the trailers and seeing how he's handling the action for this james bond it's like man this looks it looks pretty good it looks really good um so yeah we'll see how that get that goes and hopefully next week when we talk we can hopefully we'll have both seen it but we'll see but you're gonna go watch the last duel though um which comes um, out this. i'm excited man i've been a big fan of ridley scott yeah i'm a big fan of ridley scott period. everybody's a big fan of ridley scott and it's like you know to see him do you know matt damon adam driver i think ben affleck's in this movie as well yeah. like to, to bring in all these big names and to tell this tr- this story that's that's true history i think it's great and i'm i'm a big fan of you know stories of the medieval times and that mm. kind of part part of history so I'm excited to see what this movie brings and how well it's told. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I've been on a really Scott kick lately. I just got done watching The Martian. <laughs> Watch because <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 reading the book and like, okay, okay. Have you ever seen the movie and then go back and read the book and be like, huh, they missed a lot of crap. Or are you the person that reads the book and then go watches the movie and be like, huh, they missed a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> which I, one? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which one? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. I'm the, I'm the one who reads the book before I watch the movie to be like, huh, that was an interesting choice. Um, yeah. my, my wife said that they did a pretty good job of keeping it, keeping the feel of the book in the movie. Like she said, they, they did a pretty good job. Of, of they that. did the right now. Like I'm, three quarters of the way through the book and it's very technical. There's a lot of technical speak in terms of the work that Mark Watney does on the planet and what he does to survive. And cause he's a scientist. So that's, it's a lot of scientific work, which Mm. in my head, I'm hearing it. I'm like, how did you get to verify like all this information? Who who did you talk to? (laughs) Who did you? Yeah. Yeah. He did did another book and I told you about it. uh, Hail Mary. Yeah. And also that one has a lot of technical and you're just like, 
uh, I'm going to trust you that you know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like I'm just going to be like, you know, okay, cool. He's like <laughs> describing what NASA does to these rovers and how they build them. Like, did you speak to an astrophysicist from NASA? I'm pretty like, sure he an did. An engineer? Like, did you did you verify some of this? And, I, you know, he does because all authors verify the information mm-hmm. they put out. Um, but the the way that the way and now i look at the movie differently because the way that matt damon portrays mark watney is very authentic to the book nice the, from the sense of humor to the way he talks to the way he communicates with other people in the book um it's it's very authentic and even the way the other characters communicate with themselves from gotcha. um from all all of them I, I, honestly it's all very authentic and um and i your wife is nicole is right let's yeah, just yeah. say she, she's right so well, she always is so that's the thing but um but good answer I, I, good, answer. I, I, good answer. answer but uh ridley scott um i'm trying to think of what was the first what was your first ridley scott experience can you recall gladiator glad yeah i think mine was gladiator as well i saw gladiator Although it's super historically inaccurate, but I absolutely love that movie. Oh yeah, it's Gladiator. like insanely inaccurate. <laughs> um, but the, the visual of it and just the, the the grand scale that he created for that movie. And then I went back and watched Alien and Blade yep. Runner and I was like, holy crap, this dude is... Yeah. And then I think Black Hawk Down is one of the best war movies. I mean, that Period, movie... Hands down. Like, it's yeah. like top war movies, Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Black Hawk Down, freaking Apocalypse Now. Yeah, those are like know, the like top five. Top like those have to be in the top three or five. And um, yeah. what always gets me about uh, Black Hawk Down is just like the movie starts and you're kind of okay. But then once like the Black Hawk, you know, gets shot down, the movie does not stop. It's just boom, 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 boom. And I forget they said there's like 60 something speaking parts, but it worked. I mean, I don't know. They said they don't know how he did. He was able to get every every person their moment in that movie and it just blows me away that movie is amazing and then i saw um of course american gangster mm-hmm. uh that which I, I was like that was a pretty good and i like that people were like it's it's no scorsese i was like yeah because it's it's ridley scott he had he tells he tells his stories a lot differently than how scorsese would tell it and so i thought american gangster was pretty great i thought that was you an know interesting movie. I, american gangster was an amazing movie and i think if you look at what Scorsese would have done with that story, it would have been very, it would have been a lot slower, a lot more dramatic and a lot more mm-hmm. drawn out. Ridley Scott told an he, amazing story with Denzel yeah, well, Washington. Like that was like, Oh my God. I remember that. I think that scene where they're in the restaurant when he's talking to his family, I think they're having yeah. lunch or something. And there's, there's some guy that did that forgot to pay him. He just walks out there, shoots him in the head and then comes back and sits down. Like nothing happened. Yeah. That was, like, oh, uh, that was Idris Elba. That was Idris Elba who he shot in the head. I, I forget <laughs> that that was him in the part, but um, I just like the, um, the stylized version that Ridley Scott does. Like he still yeah. has that old, that old feel to, to movies. Cause he's been doing it for a long time. I mean, he's been, he's, I think he's like in his eighties right now. Like he's, and he did two huge movies this year. So he did the last duel, which is coming out this Friday. And then he, and also, he also well, he also made that series for HBO. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, like Raised by Wolves. Yeah, Ra- like Raised Raised by Wolves, which was a huge undertaking because that was supposed to be uh, like his not his follow up, but his kind of the same kind of world that Prometheus was set in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's like that was a huge undertaking from for HBO, which I don't think it got a, as much attention as 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 they were wanting. But gotcha. still, yeah, yeah, I, I I heard a few things about it, but nobody like not a lot of people watched it. So I don't think they're gonna get that second season that they were hoping no. for. And then he also has House of Gucci coming out this year, oh which also God, looks huge. Adam Driver, dude, that's yeah, gonna be I, amazing. He likes. Movie. I think he likes Adam Driver a lot. <laughs> I think, I think he does like, too. I think he's like, hey, I need you to stick with me now. <laughs> um, but the, going back to the last duel, that's a, a screenplay. Uh, it's it's co-written by Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. So this is their first time writing a movie since Goodwill Hunting, which they won yeah. the Oscar for many years ago. Um, and I believe Ben Affleck was going to play the Adam Driver part, but I, I guess his scheduling mixed up. He was he couldn't commit to it. And so he said, I'll play this other secondary character and we'll hire a new actor. And then Adam Driver was brought in to play that part. And well, you like, know, you awful. know, you know why his scheduling got conflicted, right? Was it Justice League? Yeah, it was the new Flash movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, that, that he, one. He, re, he reprises Batman in the new Flash movie. And that's why his schedule got conflicted. And that's why they brought in Adam Driver to play that role. Um, Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a it's a great choice i mean adam driver has some really good chops on him and but like and to your point this is the first time matt damon and uh ben affleck collaborated together since goodwill hunting and man you remember watching goodwill hunting for the first time so you're gonna beat me up right now i've never seen goodwill hunting i know and the camera just goes <laughs> Oh, he's gone. I know, I know. That that's like one of those movies. That is the movie. I'm like, I've never seen it. I have to watch it. I know I have to watch it. I'm a POS for not watching it. Jesus. I that's know. your homework. That's, that's my homework. That's your homework. You need to watch Goodwill Hunting. All right. Like yeah, I will. I will. Seriously, I am like uh, Oh, his his heart's racing. His palms are sweaty. Like, that's that's like that's like somebody telling me they're a Star Wars fan and not watching the original trilogy. Oh, is that is that is that an accurate analogy? Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's, so before I get punched in the face, let's switch gears to Mini Saints. <laughs> and, Mini Saints of Newark. The Mini yeah. Saints of Newark. Oh my God! Um, I was so hyped for this movie. I I even te- I even told you that this movie was, in my opinion, was supposed to be our modern day version of The Godfather, uh, because. So, so- because in reality, that's what The Soprano was. I yeah. mean, The Sopranos was when it came out in 1999, yeah. I believe, or 98, 99. It yeah. changed TV. It changed TV forever, but it was also like our gateway back into the mafia, uh, mob life, and yeah. our modern day Godfather. Uh, yeah, a lot of people kind of forget that the 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 sopranos and it's it's funny to say the sopranos was the godfather of of new age television like literally like it just it was it was it became the standard for for a lot of tv shows after that like breaking mm-hmm. bad would never have happened if the sopranos had not come out because mm-hmm. i don't i think people they would have been too scared to have a an anti-hero be your main character which is what tony soprano is he's not he's not the best guy he isn't. He's a bad person. But if you tell the story the right way, it, it's a, it's it's fine. And they the Sopranos changed television forever. Yeah, and, it, um, it introduced a whole new level of character development. 
Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, this brought in, like when we think about the character development that we see in game of Thrones, breaking bad, uh, Jack Ryan, you know, all these notable, like stranger things, all these notable TV series where we fall in love with these characters. It's because of the Sopranos. Yeah. It's because of what HBO did. They, they decided they wanted to do something that was completely different than, uh, you know, regular cable TV in front of a live studio audience. They wanted a deep dive into a character and really make the audience hate him at first and then end up feeling for him and loving him towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's crazy to think of what the Sopranos did. And I, 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 re- I recently watched it um, and then I watched it again. I'm watching it again. I watched now it, I watched, I watched it yeah. twice. Like my, I had my, to. My father, he texted me the other day. He goes, I think I'm going to watch it again. I was like, you just finished. Like you just, and I think a lot of that one goes to the story, but also James Gandolfini's performance was just, I mean. Absolutely that, amazing. That That's like one of the best performances I've seen ever. Like not even just television, but like, in, like just that one. I can't even describe how amazing he was in that show. It's, they asked um, some of the actors, what's the best television performance of all time? And one guy said, well, Jackie Gleason number one but then james, james gandolfini number two like and then one yeah. of the guys was like james gandolfini's well, that was the greatest television performance ever um and I, I i love it i love that show it's probably my top five maybe even top three shows i've ever seen um and so when we get to many saints i knew it wasn't gonna be a sopranos story like it's a soprano story but i knew it wasn't gonna be about the sopranos because of the title of the movie it's the mini saints of Newark, which is the Multisanti. That's the name Multisanti of that's Newark. A, that's a, that's a tra- translation. Mini saints yeah, is a yeah. translation of Multisanti. So, which is of course, if you watch the Sopranos, you know, that's Chrissy. And then it talks about Chrissy's dad. And, it, and the, 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 even the tagline for the movie was who made Tony Soprano. So then I was th- kind of thinking, Oh, he's going to be in there, but he's not going to be the main guy. It's going to be Multisanti, which is what it was. Dickie Multisanti is the main character of the movie um i I know a lot of people were kind of thrown off by that they didn't they didn't like that that was it wasn't about the sopranos growing up well it's because of the way they were marketing the movie they were marketing the movie as a a tony soprano origin story of how tony soprano became who he was and this is this is my theory like you're 100 percent correct with everything you just said my theory is is that they're setting this up as a multi-movie thing like i think yeah. this is you're gonna see another movie come out about the the mini saints of newark and it's gonna be really the rise of of tony soprano because you don't have to go far into the soprano series to realize why you go to yeah. episode two his therapist and her date are waiting at a restaurant and the scene starts out with her date talking to the uh to uh what is it the con the the person at the front to yeah yeah, to, yeah. who sits you at your table talking to her saying hey we've been waiting over an hour you made reservations a month ago and blah 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 and she said well i got two people in front of you we'll see we'll sit you whenever we can and he walks away and acts all big towards towards uh towards his date and then tony walks in and says hi to to his therapist and then just walks right past them and then they take them to his table and the first words out of her date's mouth was you know who that was mm. You know who that is? Like everybody in that area of New York knows who Tony Soprano is. So he's nobody a well, wants it. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a he's a well known gangster. 
And so this movie doesn't give that reputation, doesn't justify that reputation. So I feel like, I feel like they're going to make a second and possibly a third movie to kind of get us to where Tony becomes that made man, that prominent figure in the mafia and that feared gangster that everybody knows. And I think that's, that's where, that's where fans want it to go. And I think that's what they're going to give us. Uh, hopefully, because I know it didn't perform that well at the box office. And I know a lot of fans are kind of bad mouthing it because of that, because it didn't give us the story we wanted, but I think the story it did give us, was 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 a lot deep i'm not i'm not saying they didn't get it but it was it was a lot deeper in that it was like you see how dicky multisanti acts and then you see hints of tony you see yeah. hints of oh that's where tony he gets saw this yeah that's where he got it from and um i i i personally enjoyed it and i got a lot of godfather vibes from so did with, i with the, the scale of it the scope how the, the pacing yeah the yeah. pacing as well i was like whoa this is this is pretty this the is pretty pacing, ballsy the, of them if, even the way the story was told and how it was just really diving into the characters i got a lot of good godfather vibes from it and to your point like when you get to the end of this movie i absolutely i saw this movie twice i absolutely enjoyed it i loved it both times get to the end of this movie and you realize okay cool you know tony is conflicted the whole movie you know, because yeah. he want he knows what's going on around him. He knows what his his dad and his uncles are into, and he has a dream of becoming a professional football player. But at the same time, he wants to stay in this life, and he has to choose. And I think at the very end of it, when we see the death of Dicky Moltisanti, done by his uncle Junior, which he doesn't know, yeah. but we see the death the death of his uncle, which is more to me, which is more impactful to him than the death of his father later on in his life mm-hmm. you see a kind of the the switch get turned on and you see that little pinky swear he gives his uncle at the end i think that's tony's way of saying okay i got it from here uncle i got i got yeah, you i i got you I, I know what to do and um just sorry spoilers so we should have said that before <laughs> yeah my <Spoilers>. bad <laughs> when you said that i was, I was like whoa whoa don't say that. my bad but, my bad <laughs> but um but no that was um i i agree i think i think where it ends is like oh this is a good beginning for the next the next Movie. chapter and yeah. i just want to give well, i mean i'm not going to give props like who the hell am i but man michael gandolfini i think was amazing and if you all don't know michael gandolfini is the son of james gandolfini and he plays his father at a young age and that i i read that david chase said that they actually had to tell him to pull back a little bit with like like don't you're not your father yet you're not that tony soprano yet you're still young tony soprano and um but they said with the nuances though with the way he like carries his like the way he arched his shoulders when he walked around i was like okay there he is that's him and then like there's a scene with him with his mother and the way he's trying to talk to her and the way he's trying to he's like but listen like you know the way he was holding his hands moving his head i was like there it is man that's that's tony that's that's beautiful i think he did amazing at that at that part he balanced it perfectly see and and i'm curious to see what story they tell about his father because again like his father's death was a big impact for on his life and again if you go back and watch the sopranos and you and you listen to the conversations he has with his therapist uh, specifically about his mother and he says you know my mom whittled my father down to a nub yeah. you know what i mean and in the in this movie 
his father is very he's he's very strong he's a he's a man's man yeah he that's sh- right he he shoots his mother's hair while they're driving <laughs> like she's complaining throughout the whole movie she complains about everything throughout the whole yeah. movie spoiler Viera but... uh, Farminga amazing yeah. amazing amazing actress yeah. amazing <laughs> she, she was so good and the whole time I'm by the way the whole time I'm watching it I'm like dude you married a woman just like your mother because she's speaking just like his wife they does did they the... did that on purpose too they had yeah. uh, they had her imitate Carmela more than Olivia which I was like that was pretty funny that they did that yeah. but anyway sorry sorry but yeah yeah they're they're driving down the road and he just she's complaining he just pulls out a little small 22 and shoots her hair and then just says don't look at me like that and just keeps driving <laughs> and I'm like I'm like okay this isn't the whittled down to a nub father figure that we hear yeah. Tony Soprano talking about and this isn't the the mom that he grows to really despise despise is the because, word i don't want to say hate because he loves his mother but he despises uh, her but for the way toward, she acts but then toward the end of season one there's that uh, amazing image and i'm going to spoil it right here where he jumps on the bed and starts to choke her and she's smiling while mm-hmm. he's doing it. it's like oh my god like that yeah. that image will always stick with me of him so mad at her but she just starts to smile at him like like I win, yeah. like I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you. But anyways, um, yeah, I want to, you're right. I want to see that, but I'm afraid that we're not going to get it because of the reception that many saints did receive. Um, would I, do I want to see it? Hell yes. But I have a feeling if David Chase wants to keep telling that story, he should write a book. I think they should put it in a book and let us all read the rise of Tony Soprano like that. I, I mean, I think, I think they should turn it into a series. That'd be great. Yeah. Have, I mean, bring in Gandalf, HBO, Michael Gandolfini as the, yeah, that'd be amazing. H, HBO already has the Sopranos in their wheelhouse and they're known. I mean, that's really what set HBO like off the charts when it first came out. Because yeah. That was nobody, nobody wanted to pay to, for a, a, a movie service for TV when they get cable for free. But then the Sopranos comes out and all of a sudden HBO becomes this huge thing and they just take off from there. Yeah, so that, yeah, that, I, not, I agree. Not going to make it into a movie, make it into a series, and tell tell have David Chase tell his story there, and and then and then promote it with we got Michael Gandolfini playing the part, and I think yeah. I think if people knew that he was going to do the part, I think I think that would get everybody on board to watch it. I mean, they're are, they're already making a great Game of Thrones prequel series. Why not do a? Oh, my God. House of Dragon. That that, that trailer was pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I agree, <laughs> but I I I have like a one percent interest in this thing. Like I I, I don't know. But anyway, anyway. Speaking of trailers, did okay, you well, catch the trailer for the new Scream movie? I did not. Okay, I'm not a horror film fan. You know that it, I don't like scary ne- movies. Neither do so. I. I don't I don't like horror movies either. But Scream isn't a scary movie. Scream is a thriller. So how does the new trailer look? It looks eerily like the original fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 way the way the the trailer starts, like the way it starts is exactly how the first character how the opening sequence in the original movie starts where the woman where that girl with dies with Drew at Barrymore home. on the phone. Yeah. 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 It's the exact same freaking sequence. Like and you're just like okay, are you rebooting this movie or are you make is this a sequel? What is this? And then you see, you know, the original characters come back in, 
later on in, 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 in into the trailer. And you're like, okay, so they're recreating the original deaths. Like it's it's it it looks good, but it's like I don't know what this is. Like this this is a reboot? Like, I don't know. I, I think what's really funny nowadays is the reboot slash remake is i don't know it's getting out of control to where i mean uh, you okay i know it's 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 blasphemous but you can even go as far as the force awakens like how it was it was super a similar to the original yeah and then movie, you bring in the original you cast and then you you sprinkle Kill them off in. one of them <laughs> yeah and then but then what well, that's why and i know star wars and then that's why when you get to the last jedi you're like oh okay there's there's the star wars movie like there's that yeah. that's the story but with some of these movies like even halloween uh the new halloween movie that's coming out which ironically Trash. enough I, I i enjoyed <laughs> i enjoyed uh 2018's halloween i thought that was really cool but like oh you'll watch that one but you won't watch the trailer i for won't scream i won't watch the trailer for scream <laughs> well i don't watch the trailer for scream because i i don't have a i don't have this 90s nostalgic feel for it because when scream I came lo- out that was a big deal when scream it was came huge out. that and was I a loved, massive movie i love that movie like that was literally that's literally one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid was scream because it was great i mean it took all those horror film tropes and like made fun of them but then made it its own Wes craven i, I don't know he was a genius with that yeah. with that movie um I, I maybe one day along with goodwill hunting i'll go back and watch and watch scream okay i will trailers, forgive scream but i will not forgive goodwill hunting like so, that's a blow to my heart <laughs> i know i know you should y'all should have seen him he was about to that's turn off that's the podcast. that's literally robin one of robin williams's best performances well yeah he won the oscar on for that one yeah um, and, oh, so, there's a. I got. I'm gonna send you the video later. There's a interview with Matt Damon where he's talking about making that movie, and how that role wasn't written for Robin Williams, but they they knew whenever they were making it, they knew they needed to get someone uh, like Robin Williams yeah. for that part in order to make their movie to to get the funding that they that they wanted. And then when they casted Robin, they were they were filming. They uh, Robin's like, hey, let's go on a trip. And takes them on a trip, introduces them to to Spielberg. Oh my and, god! And they're like, they're like, well, yeah, let's go meet Spielberg. <laughs> Jeez! And then that was where he probably got introduced him for Saving Private Ryan. That's exactly where he got oh introduced him because god. he even says he goes, I had I sent in an audition tape for Saving Private Ryan, um, but I never heard anything back. And so when they went to go meet Spielberg, Spielberg was like, I know you from somewhere. Oh, like, wow. I, and uh, and Matt's like, yeah, I sent you a tape uh, for for saving Private Ryan. And then he goes after like a like a week or two later, he got a phone call from Spielberg like, hey, you want to do this movie? <laughs> That's so awesome. And did you know that he wanted Matt Damon in Minority Report as the uh, Danny Whitworth character? Really? But yeah, and he was like that was Matt Damon's part, but then Matt Damon got born identity. Mm-hmm. So then they brought in Colin Farrell instead. And I was like, man, that would have been a really cool part for for Matt Damon to be anyway. opposite of. But anyways, okay, completely so, sidebar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the these are the conversations that that uh, Rudy and I have. But anyways, anyways, so talking about trailers that just dropped, rebooting stuff. Home mm. sweet home alone just, is a is a new Disney Plus exclusive coming out on now like how they call it Disney Plus Day which is like November 14th but anyways I I saw the poster and in the back of my mind I'm thinking oh okay this is cool we're going to get home alone like 
what was it five now like because there's yeah there's four of them and Mm -hmm. i was like are we gonna get home alone five now no fox and disney are disney owns fox yeah disney owns fox let's just let's just just make that clear like okay so so disney bought fox for what was it 72 billion anyways we're not gonna talk about that disgusting number but anyways um they are instead of releasing a fifth home alone they are literally remaking the first home alone movie like the trailer you watch it it has all the same beats the same dialogue and uh, it just it it i'm i'm am i gonna watch it yes so do i think, I think it's gonna be trash yes i think it's gonna be trash so there, there's there's always been a big misconception of reboot versus remake yeah right and i think this is disney rebooting the the series first of all let's talk about the trailer there's a freaking scarface reference in this movie like if you go back and watch the trailer there's a part where the kid what was it the kid has like a mountain of m&ms on the table and he's wearing the same suit that scarface is wearing and And he just just, like throws his nose into it first of all disney first of all yeah what 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 the hell are you are you are you trying to portray here like we know what that is maybe kids nowadays don't know but i guarantee you their parents are gonna say something to them i know i am like that's scarface i'm even gonna show the clip of it of him stuffing his face into a pile of cocaine that you're calling m&ms because because obviously (laughs) kids have been watching scarface for years disney i mean that's why you did the reference right because you know that parents showed scarface to their kids it doesn't make any sense i forgot about that you're right that's exactly what they're doing on that part but it's but wait wait. the mcallister bro kevin mcallister's brother is the cop that you see inside the trailer Mm -hmm. the the badge on the name is McAllister. He's one of the McAllister Buzz. brothers. He's he's Buzz. And you told me before we started this that there's a rumor that Macaulay Culkin is supposed to be in this movie as well. He, ha- he has to be. He has so, to be in this movie. So not only are they bringing the Home Alone into the Disneyverse and making it its own canon universe thing, but they're remaking the first, to your point, they're remaking the first movie. Like, yeah, it's not... Sure. They're not going to replace Joe Pesci. I don't care what anybody says. Joe Pesci was the best in probably the best performance of the entire movie of Home Alone. Know, him and Daniel Stern game. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, they no, were amazing. They, they were amazing in the movie. They're, they they're not, so not going to replace that. <laughs> Instead, they have uh, Ellie Kemper, which she's she's a great actress. I know she got into some trouble this year. We're not going to talk about that. But uh, And Rob Delaney are yeah. the two villains. Rob Delaney is awesome. I love Rob Delaney. So do I. But but it's like I don't know. This part looks. I don't, I'm not going to say below him, but it kind of looks like he should not be making these movies right now. He should no. be. He. I think he's going to be. They paid new, him a lot of money. Oh, they had to. They were like, all right, we're gonna. I know you don't want to do this, but this is how much we're going to pay. He's probably all right. <laughs> um, the kid, the kid that got to play the new Kevin, which his name is Max now. Uh, his name is Archie Yates, and if you remember him, he was the kid. Um, he was the friend on um, Jojo Rabbit hilarious kid that's he's the a, only reason why i'm watching this movie yeah he's amazing he's that's a talented the only actor. reason yeah um i, that, I agree yeah because he is super talented he deserves his own little i don't think this this is the kind of movie i would want him to make his oh this is me kind yeah, of this is debut. my this is my franchise now yeah welcome, welcome. yeah i i don't know but man. change the freaking name 
Oh my yeah. god. Home like, sweet home alone. Home, what, yeah, what, no. is, what is this? What is die that? hard? Yeah, is, die is hard. No, <laughs> live free die or hard. die hard tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, that's what I thought of. I was like, live free or die hard, or die harder, or I'm like, home sweet home alone. Like that's what they're kind of pushing it as, like the die hard. So, but um, you know, we, we could talk all this crap, but we're still gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch <laughs> I'm gonna it. Watch I'm gonna watch it the moment it comes out. I want to see what's going on. Yeah. And the cast looks pretty good. There's a lot of lot of lot of names on here. And then of course, uh, Devin, uh, what, how'd you say his name? Rat Ray, who played yeah. Buzz. He's gonna be in there. And then I looked up, yeah, the trivia, and they were like, Kevin uh, Macaulay Culkin and Devin are the only two reprising the roles. And I was like, holy shit, Macaulay Culkin's gonna be in this thing. That is surprising. Like Macaulay Culkin's had a roller coaster career. I mean, but he's but he's had a career. Like I saw a tweet he sent out the other day. He was like, y'all want to feel old? He's like, I'm four years older than Catherine O'Hara was when she played my mother in Home Alone. I was like, Jesus Christ. But um, (laughs) Kevin, he, Macaulay Culkin cracks. Yeah, yeah, that hurts. That hurts right here. It's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, And I did a, okay, another thing, Catherine O'Hara. She was 33 when she did Beetlejuice. I had no idea she was 33 when she did Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. She was so young. But anyways, um, Macaulay Culkin has had an interesting career. And he said, he said, um, I had really good managers to, and, you know, um, and I was agents to help me out. He says, because they, they handled my finances so well that I don't have to work a single day in my life ever. And I was like, good God. So that's why he hasn't been he doing got anything. really weird. <laughs> yeah. He did get really weird. Apparently he, really he has weird, a, really he fast. has a, um, uh, cover band in New York, and uh, they they perform in underground clubs, and they just sing about pizza all day. Yeah, I don't know. It's up to you. It's weird. It's man. it's not a part of PizzaGate. Don't, don't listen to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. so let's let's go into some of the biggest movies that have come out so far this year. Yeah, um, Shang Chi for Marvel, which I that's think the biggest is, movie of the year so far. Yeah. Well, until um, until Spider Man comes out. Oh, until Eternals as well yeah eternals comes out later this month dune is coming out this month this is going to be a big month for for cinema i think yes. dune is i think dune is going to do really well in theaters even though it's uh, simultaneously releasing i think it's going to do amazing just because um the hype going into it we know the story of dune we know the cast members alone for that movie is, is yes. going to draw yes. a crowd mm-hmm. uh, and people like to your point i think we had this conversation months ago like people want to see that movie on a big screen. Like you yes. want that experience, you know, you want that kind of, you know, watching that grand scale of the movie versus yes. sitting at home. Um, so I think it's going to do really well. Um, Shang-Chi was a first for Marvel. It was an all Asian cast, mostly Asian cast. I want to yeah. say, um, and it did, it was their first movie that they didn't simultaneously release. And I'm bringing this movie up for a reason because there's something that I want to talk about. What you got? Um, and it, it did, the movie did phenomenal, phenomenally oh, worldwide, yes. right? Like yes. just crushed box office numbers, even pre pandemic numbers, right? Yes. Um, so this goes back to my idea of the shift of Hollywood and the shift of contracts because this brings up the whole Scarlett Johansson oh my gosh suing Disney over her contract which Disney paid her out like I want to say close to 40 or 50 million dollars yeah there's rumors but it's still an undisclosed yeah, amount but so you know it was it was stupid money stupid money right yeah but the whole time that was happening I was like 
you got to be freaking kidding me, right? Like they were announcing the simultaneous release since the movie stops production. And you're telling me that your team didn't know what Disney was going to do. That's a good point. Like they should have known like the money that we're going to be making from Disney plus is not going to filter into like that. You know, that was in the contract. And like, you're, you you're, you're, te- you're telling me that your team and yourself was not smart enough to go to Disney and say, Hey, we need to renegotiate these things because I remember when the movie, the movie was supposed to be released in 2020, but then it yeah. stopped because her contract said no, it has to release in theaters because that's tied to how much money she makes, right? And so, so yeah. and then the conversation started. Okay, cool. We're going to launch Disney Plus. We're going to do simultaneous releases. We're going to do premier uh, premier the, the, access. The, the premier access with Mulan and all these other movies that they they released on on Disney Plus. When that started that conversation should have started. Yeah. They should have realized, <laughs> okay, so if people are, if people are getting premiere access to these movies, how much of, how much of that are we getting the, the performers? Yeah, because that's, that's a hundred percent income to Disney. It's Disney. Yeah. I think they said they made 60 million opening like day or weekend of that movie on Disney plus. That's like, disgusting. Just, that's that straight. Is, that is oh. straight profit. And that's not oh. even including the, the profit they made, the profit they made from, from new subscribers. That hurt, dude. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's yeah, that's insane. It's okay. okay. I could kind of see where she was coming from, but you're right. At the same time, when they saw Mulan come out, and they should have been like, wait a minute. And they, where, they, where does that money go? Yeah. Yeah. They they messed up. They should have, and instead they had this big old lawsuit that was crazy. And so apparently it's good. They settled. They gave her an undisclosed amount, and I, I, I predicted you kind of agreed with me that they gave her a couple of million dollars, maybe more than a couple of million dollars. But they, she also probably has points on like the next five movies coming out. Yeah. So however I mean, much money those movies make, she's going to be getting money from those as well. It's not unheard of that since we're going into the multiverse, we're going to see another version of of. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, and it's going to yeah. be played by Scarlett jo- Johansson. Uh, whether she reprises as Black Widow, but we know she's going to be Natasha Romanoff again coming up, whether it be in uh, the Hawkeye series, which we know is going to start bringing in the uh, the new of, or the uh, anti-Avengers the, uh, or whatever they, they're called. Yeah, yeah. And then also uh, the, the new, like the younger Avengers. The, the young, yeah. younger Avengers. But she probably got points for that anyway. Shang Chi. Okay. My so we were at home and my wife was like, the first movie I want to see in theaters is Dune. And I was like, I'm all for that. But I was like, I really want to watch Shang Chi though. I really want to see. But she did and then so one day we're at our apartment and then the neighbors upstairs were moving out and they're making a lot of noise. And she was like, We gotta go. Let's go watch, let's go watch the movie. So we go and watch the movie, and I'd only seen one trailer, and the movie starts, and I was just like, Whoa this is not like any other Marvel movie. This is cool. And the whole time I'm like, this is awesome. I freaking loved that movie so much. Honestly, dude. So I remember watching Iron Man when it first came out. Yep. And I was so ecstatic. Like it watching Shang-Chi gave me the same feels I had watching Iron Man Watching Captain America: The First Adventure, uh, the, the the first Avenger. Watching Thor, like yeah. watching those three movies for the first time, knowing what was happening with the Marvel universe, gave me so much excitement. 
And then after that, it was like, oh, okay, cool. This is a cool movie, but I'm not, I'm not as excited as I was watching those first three movies. Gotcha. And I, I walked in to watch Shang-Chi, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I was just so excited. I was like a little kid. Like, it was, yeah. it was utterly amazing. Amazing movie. Broke the box office record. And I think kind of proved to the world that people still want to go to the movie theaters. Yeah, I think um, – and I know – Bob Chapek got a lot of grief when he said, we're trying, we're trying to test something out. And I think they thought like, Oh, because it's an all Asian cast. And I was like, no, I think he's trying to figure out if people are still going to go to the movies to watch it instead of watching it at home. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Shang-Chi showed everybody showed Disney as well. Like, Hey, we can release it in theaters and people are going to flock to the theater to watch it. And I liked this movie more than I did a lot of the Marvel. I liked this more than black Panther. Like I thought this, the story, The performances were, and even the visual effects. I will say that about Black Panther. The visual effects, I was like, oh my gosh, like it doesn't look that good. Whereas with this one, like, spoiler alert, there's dragons, which mm-hmm. I didn't think was going to happen. And holy crap, I was blown away by how awesome yeah. they looked. Um, and the, the the choreography for the fight sequences, yeah. oh my god, like. Like you don't see that a lot. You see that in movies like John Wick. You saw that mm-hmm. in the Born Born Identity series. But Shang Chi took it to a whole new level. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Like it gave me all the feels and kind of re-energized my uh, my love for the Marvel universe, Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe. And so I'm excited to see where they take that story. But it also gave me one other realization. What's up? Dis- Disney's no longer going to release any more Disney movies to theater. What, like to it's, theater it, or Premiere Plus or Premiere Access? It's, I don't even think they're going to do Premiere Access. I think all their all their income for theater movies is going to come from Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. Oh, I see and what then, you're saying. And then like stories like like The Lion King or Home Sweet Home Sweet Home Alone is just going to be released on Disney Plus. So you think Disney's going to be like if it's a Pixar movie? Well, hell, even uh, Luca was just yeah. a Disney Plus release, and that movie was amazing, and yeah. that wasn't a Premiere Access, and people. Loved, loved it people it. watched it so i i think you might be onto something that marvel and star wars maybe pixar. pixar are gonna carry disney in theaters whereas yeah. everything else is gonna go straight to disney plus i mean why if you're gonna spend money to make movies to release in theaters why why waste time on reboots of lion king and aladdin yeah little mermaid like no one wants to go to the theaters and watch that release that on disney plus call it a day but you were telling me you're going to make a new uh, Star Wars movie about the about the old Republic and the the highlight of the Jedi. I'm going to pay money ahead of time to go watch. So, that yeah, I will. Movie. I will buy the tickets the moment they are on sale. Yeah, like, like yeah, I'm it, not. I'm going to waste time. I'll buy tickets for that day and the day after because I need to rewatch it. <laughs> so, I mean, we watched uh, the Rise of Skywalker how many times? Like, I think you watched it one less than me. I watched it five times. You watched, I watched it, it like times. four times. Yeah. Like we'll go back and rewatch those movies in theaters and they'll take my money all day. But yeah, <laughs> I think Shang-Chi kind of proves that point. Like, Oh yeah, I agree that big off box office movies that they make are going to be a big deal. And I think that kind of showed Warner brothers would never admit it, but I think that kind of made Warner brothers be like, you know, we're going to double down on our deal with AMC. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, <laughs> Yeah, I think they're like, oh, people want to go to the movies. Oh, they'll pay that much money to watch the movies in theaters, and we we will get that much money back. They're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's negotiate this one. That's pretty okay. great, though. So let's let's also talk about how bad 
Venom is. <laughs> I have not seen. I never saw the first one. And I haven't seen. Dude, it. I haven't seen the second. Was it bad? It, it wasn't awful, okay. but the role of Carnage was just kind of irre- irrelevant. Like they were trying to make him like this evil bad guy, but also make him be funny, and it wasn't really working. And the storyline between him and another character really didn't fit. And the only thing that really mattered was the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom. And that's what mm. people wanted to see. And then the biggest thing was the post-credit scene that everybody. Yeah, I, I have about. seen the post-credit scene, and the so fact that I. they, the fact that they did that, I was like, "Ooh, you know, well, Kevin Feige was like, please, please, it let was, me have, let me have." It was going to be inevitable, inevitable because Venom is one of Spider-Man's biggest foes. So they oh, had to bring you know Venom in at some point in time. Who, who but knows? Yeah. The movie itself, like, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie to you. I've been hearing that it was a letdown, but the post-credit was fire. Yeah. And um, you just know Feige is fighting tooth and nail to get Spider-Man completely to mark to to Disney, but. Sony's like, nah, dude, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take him 100. percent You're not gonna, we'll we'll let you look at Venom, but we're we're gonna have to negotiate some more just to get Venom over to Marvel. But um, but yeah, I heard it wasn't all that great. But hey, that means the the new Spider-Man movie is gonna be big because who knows what they're gonna introduce there in that post-credit scene. And yeah. I think Spider-Man is the most anticipated movie of the whole year. I think I thought Dune was, but I think most people are looking forward to Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, most people are looking forward to Spider-Man: No Way Home and Doctor Strange early in 2022. Yeah, that one's going to be really crazy. Um, and now that they announced who's going to be playing Adam Warlock, Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be like it's probably the sec the third most anticipated movie that marvel yeah, was releasing and that actor who they got to play adam warlock i i love that guy like a lot of people yeah. always look at him because he was in that we are the millers and they always yeah. think he's a comedic actor i was like no he has some acting i've seen him act before he has some acting chops on him so. dude he had some acting chops on him during freaking maze runner and that yes, wasn't even yes. a big movie for him like he he was good in those movies um but there is one movie that is releasing this year and honestly will probably run out all the categories in the Oscars because everybody's already saying that it is one of the best performances they've seen what is ever. It? The Tale of Macbeth with Denzel Washington and oh, Francis McDermott. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, that, that was going to be an Apple. That's an Apple release. Mm-hmm. That's, an um, Apple, that's an Apple Plus release. Apple tv plus apple, apple I tv know. i don't know how they called it i, I, have, I have it, it. <laughs> I, I have it but i just never mind i don't watch it which i should probably get rid. but anyways um yeah that uh what's it is it joel cohen or is it ethan cohen is it i think it's ethan cohen uh directing it uh of course it's francis mcdormand and denzel washington doing shakespeare i mean it's like that's just it's a, it's it's supposed to be one of the best movies this year like made yeah, like the, the the three names alone should make it like the best like the like the best storm you've ever seen mm-hmm. ever you know so i'm I'm excited to see that i I think i read macbeth years ago in school mm-hmm. i think i even read it once in college but i can't i have to reread it but i i'm looking forward to to that one a lot i think yeah. that one's gonna blow a lot of people away 
but all right i think we i think we talked a lot uh <laughs> i think we talked a whole lot uh, Man, but, dude, uh, again is... listeners sorry sorry for the hiatus uh like like we said before like i i just moved to california so hopefully our schedules start to get more in sync like this and we can record more for you oh and, crap uh, i gotta go to work in 30 minutes oh, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> all right then. all right guys well thank you so much for listening and hopefully we'll be back next week with uh, another great topic and take care later guys